Greetings, Carl here. Welcome to Behavior Gap Radio. Uh, this is another episode about money, uh, and I think it, it's it's. I think of this like I have some episodes that are sandbox episodes where I'm playing around with an idea, and um, I want to work through it with you. And the the concept at the end is really valuable. And I always I never bury the lead. Sort of like to start with the the punchline, if you will. Um, and here's the punchline. Trying really hard to save money ends up costing you. Let me just repeat that. Trying really hard to save money ends up costing you. Okay, so let me let me now let me take you through the nuance of this idea and see where we go. I've been I've been working on this concept for like <laughs> I don't know, more than a decade. And I, I just recently had a conversation that really helped solidify it. Um, so I have a friend and she was telling me about a, a, a major remodel project they, they were doing. And um, she, she, you know, they're sort of like getting close to the end of this major. And this has been kind of like years in the making, like, trying to find the right property and then finding the house and looking at a million different houses and living in the house for a little while to figure out kind of just the space to get a sense of the property and then making a decision about how to remodel it and then moving out and being out for a couple, making one decision, having plans and then changing those plans and then finding another architect and then figuring out that it that didn't work with the, the first plan, didn't work with when they, when they contacted a builder. And, you know, like it's just been... You know, if you've ever gone through a remodel, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like we looked at building a house in Utah before we moved. And so all of this sounded familiar, except it was multiplied by the fact that it was a remodel on kind of a tricky, tricky piece of property. So, you know, and then moving out of the house and, and while the remodel goes on and then, oh, no, the remodel is going to take an extra month and move to another house and, you know, extend, extend, extend. And my friend says to me, um, she says, you know, if we could do it all over again, we just would have bought a finished house in town with a garage, right? All the things we wanted. Like that's what we would have done. And we would have skipped all this. And I was like, wow, that's really close to this idea I've been thinking about. Um, you know, and and... So I, I asked her, I was like, well, tell, like, I thought you guys liked this. And she's like, no, we don't like all this stuff. Like I was, you know, cause there are some people who do, some people love, you know, I, we, we've got friends that did this every, every couple of years, every three or four years, they would find a new total fixer up or they would move into it. Like they would cook on camping stoves in the basement while they, and I would ask them about it and they'd be like, we hate it and we love it. Right. Like we hate it. And we're going to do it over again. I remember after like the third or fourth one, there was some like marital discord, like, no, we're not doing that again. But my friend was clear. She's like, no, we, neither one of us like this. I was like, oh, I thought you did. Like, no, no, we don't. We don't like it at all. She went on to tell me about some friends of hers that were like, yeah, we looked at the house. We were, we were standing really close to this other friend's house. Um, they're like, we looked at that house with our friends when they bought it. They bought it. They hired the best remodel people. They said, design whatever you want, do it. Boom, done. 
They were done in like three months. You know, there's been people living in that house. It's a rental house. There have been people living in that house for two and a half years. And we've been sort of messing around with our remodel and we're still not even in. And it's going to end up costing us way, way more in the end. So it's it's a really interesting, um, I think, and, and again, this is me sort of playing around with this idea. Sometimes we get so focused on saving money. So, um, okay, so my the second, the second example of the people that just bought the house, a bunch of the people in the story are, are, are doctors, which makes it really interesting. Um, the, the second group that just bought the house, remodeled it, and fixed it up um, is an orthopedic surgeon. And I, I don't know that this is, well, I, in fact, I know it's not always true, but I have noticed, because I've got a bunch of orthopedic surgeon friends, I have noticed the ability to make quick decisions. Like, let's get on with it. Um, and oddly enough, I've heard this isn't generally the case, but oddly enough, all the orthopedic surgeons I hang out with often, often realize they're highly specialized in one area and they just want to hire good people to do other things, right? They don't try to do their own legal work. And in this case, it, and don't please don't get distracted by that. I probably shouldn't have even brought it up because I don't want to, it has nothing to do with the point, except that this particular case, he didn't, he, he, he didn't go out and get multiple bids right? Hired the best person, said, look, we want a rock solid remodel. We want everything fixed up. We want it nailed. We want it clean. We want it simple. Go. Now, if he had gone out and gotten more bids, I bet he could have gotten bids that were lower and it would have appeared that he would have saved money. And if he'd done that and managed the process, then maybe he could have saved money. At least the bid would have looked like they were going to save money. And who knows what would have happened? Maybe it would have gone exactly according to the bid, or maybe it would have extended six more months and it would have cost more. And then the other piece is all the time and energy. Literally saved all the time or energy just by saying, go, do it, done. Right? And please don't, I don't know the general, I don't know the boundary conditions for this idea I'm working on, and I don't know the general application. But let me give you another sort of story that I, I that points at the same thing. When you decide to buy something or go on a vacation and you determine that you're going to buy, like you've set aside the money, like I'm going to think of like maybe buying a new bike. It's going to be an expensive bike. I, I like, I mean, in, at least in the past, I've ridden my bike a lot. I haven't been riding a lot lately. I've ridden my bike a lot. And when I would buy new bikes, I would typically buy really nice bike and not think about it. And part of what I decided was, okay, if you have the money set aside for this, it's a sacrifice, yes, it's all, but part of the, part of what I'm paying for is to not have to think about all the options. It's to not have to think about how to save $20 by using different brake cables or whatever, right? Like we're just not, part of what I'm paying for is that. It also applies to, and again, there are places and some people love it, right? Some people love that whole process. Great. 
get your full value of the whole process of finding the cheapest way to do things. There's no problem with that. But for others, and particularly where I've got another friend, his rule is, actually her, her rule is that, um, that she has determined what she makes per hour. And anything that she doesn't like doing that is under that dollar amount per hour, she gets somebody else to do it and she doesn't think twice about it. Part of the benefit, it's like, it's like, oh, this is what I'm trying to pinpoint, is like the cognitive value. And that's what I, when I say trying really hard to save money ends up costing you, realize I, I, I'm looking at my notebook where I work through this idea. I had often in there, often trying to save, trying really hard to save money ends up costing you or trying really hard to save money often ends up costing you. And I remove the often because I'm pointing at this. When we have it, when we, we calculate the full cost, this is the other idea I was toying around with naming this, like full cost accounting. In fact, I, I wrote a column at the Times about that, full cost accounting. When you incorporate the cognitive cost, the opportunity cost, right? I could work for an extra hour and make X and it's only gonna cost me one half of X. So my friend, she has calculated literally, this is how much I make an hour. Anything under that that I don't like doing, I'm gonna outsource and I'm gonna do it ruthlessly and with total enjoyment. And by ruthlessly, I just mean like without thought. I'm just, and with total enjoyment, like I love that. And I'm gonna capture all that value. If you decide to go on a vacation, and you decide like, okay, this time we're gonna wait. Instead of going on a cheap vacation, which are fine and awesome, we're gonna wait an extra year or two and save up and go on a really nice, we're gonna stay at a really nice place. We just, cause we really want to do that. We're gonna save up, we got the money, everything's okay. This isn't irresponsible, everything's okay. And what is irresponsible anyway? But it's, it, everything's okay. When you show up there, like, don't think about, oh, we could have stayed down the street, it would have been cheaper. Or, or, geez, I can't believe it's $5 for, you know, it's, it, it's, I, the massage at the spa is $5 more than it would be if I went to the massage parlor down the street or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with an example. He's like, no, spend the money. You've decided it's lined up with your values. You've made a plan to make it responsible, to work within whatever your plan is. You've calculated the full cost, a so full cost accounting. So it's like full benefit accounting. Lean into it and go, right? I'm, so that's, that's what I mean. Now let's come out. So I've given you an idea, taken you through a bunch of nuance. Um, this is how I work notice something interesting going on. Play around with it for a decade sometimes. Have a bunch of stories and nuance. And yes, there are places where it falls apart. I don't know where the boundary conditions are. I don't know. And then try to come out the other end with a simple, I call them zingers, a simple statement. And the simple declarative statement is trying really hard. And really is important. Like I trying hard, okay. But trying really hard to save money, ends up costing you. And the question is just, what's the cost? 
So the next time, like here, I have a challenge. Find something that you're going to buy anyway. Like you're gonna go to a movie tonight. You're gonna go out to dinner this weekend. You're going to go on a vacation next week. It's already planned. You're going to buy a new car. You're going to buy new shoes. I don't care what it is. Find something that you already have planned. You already have the money aside. Now, just like, <laughs> just love it. Like the experience, like all I'm, and I don't mean like buying things, love it. I don't mean that. I just mean like do it without apology. You've already figured out that you're going to go on that trip. You already figured out you're going to take your daughter to a movie and out to dinner. Don't look at the menu and go, oh, please keep it under, please keep it under $17, right? Like don't, just, you've already set aside the money. Go get full benefit. Go get full benefit, right? So that's one thing I'm, I'm really curious about. This is leading into a slightly different concept, which I'm only gonna talk about for a second, but I'm really curious about this idea of like in our spending, if we switched from deprivation management, make it more painful. Cause you know, that's all the personal finance budgeting stuff is around making it more painful. Hit yourself with a rubber band, only use cash. Wear around that crazy wristband that shocks you when you do something. Like make it painful, make it painful, make it painful, make it hurt. Okay, what if we did the opposite? What if we just brought a ton of awareness to our spending? A ton of awareness. We just noticed everything we spent. And we just asked a question. Isn't that interesting? That's all we said. We just, every time, every time. We took three seconds. And then what if the next step we took was, okay, every day, find one thing that you're spending. Find one thing to spend money on. No, sorry, that's the wrong way to say it. Find one, you're already gonna spend the money. Be really aware of it. Enjoy it. You know, Ramit likes to point to something similar, which is like cut ruth, ruthlessly on stuff that you don't care about and that is a waste, but spend lavishly on stuff that's aligned with your, your values. Right? You enjoy going out to dinner with your spouse? Set aside the money to do it. Build your financial plan, like do your sun salutations, like pull out the calculator, the spreadsheet, like the whole thing. Yeah, you've done all that. This is not irresponsible. Set aside the money and enjoy it. There's nothing worse than begrudged like spending money begrudgingly. <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to be out at dinner with your spouse, right? So I think, I think that all points to a similar spot, which is trying really hard to save money ends up costing you a lot, right? There's a lot to unpack there, my friends. I'd love to hear from you. Hello at behaviorgap.com. Hello at behaviorgap.com. Listen, I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in the middle of making some big decisions about, about where Behavior Gap's going as a sort of project and community, and I need to hear from you. If you are listening to this podcast, 
tell me, right? Send me an email, hello at Behavior Gap. I don't know if you don't send emails because no one's listening except that I see the download numbers and they're awesome, right? Or if you don't believe me that I actually want your email and I read them. I do. Many of you know, like I read them and I read every one. I reply to a lot, but I get hundreds, but I read every one and they make the work so much better. So send me a note, share it with a friend, review it on iTunes, six stars only, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, six stars only. And um, and tell me about it because I'm, I'm, I'm in the works with some big, super fun plans. I mean, they may be months or years in the making, so don't get too excited, but I need to know what you're enjoying or what you're not. And so specifically, don't hesitate to send me a note about this conversation. You know, full cost, full benefit accounting. Yeah, that's the right word, right? It's not full cost. Let me write that down. Full benefit accounting and trying really hard to save money ends up costing you. Thanks, my friends.